Welcome back to the show. This is Living Your Truth. I am Tavares. How's everybody doing today? I hope you guys are doing terrific. I really do. Um, I want to appreciate everyone who's been listening, who's been giving me feedback. This is a very interesting process for me. So my transparency is on full display, which I'm okay with. I've gone back and forth with myself over this about if I should or if I shouldn't, you know, um, if I should reveal the names of people because it's my truth. I've been asked all of that. Um, I probably will reveal their names unless somebody's going to email me and tell me otherwise. Um, again, it's my truth. I've experienced a lot of things in my life. I've done a lot of great things and a lot of bad things. Um, cool things, not so cool things. Um, I've been, I've been vengeful. I really have. That's a, a streak in me that I've had to work very, 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 very hard on ridding myself of. It's not a good thing to have kind of on the surface, but you know, there may be a time and place for that. And again, that would depend on all kinds of situations and details and whatnot. But that's not where we're going today. Today, we are going to, <clears throat> excuse me, talk about resilience. Now, as many of you know, the show is unscripted. So, um, you know, I have things that come across my mind that remind me of myself and whether that be a word or a place or, you know, um, a song. I'm very, you know, when I connect to something like that, I connect. It's a beautiful day outside. You probably hear some of the geese in the background. Love them, but I got to shut that real quick. Resilience. Yeah. Resilience is uh, something I think is necessary for all of us to have, no matter what's going on. Right? Um, in the last episode, you guys heard me talk about how my father tried to kill my mom when I was two years old. He shot at her three times as she ran away from the house, leaving us behind to get help. Uh, he had been beating her for two days. And again, I'm getting this account from my older sister as well. She had returned with the police to get us and my dad wouldn't let us go. My sisters and I have different fathers. So... He really wasn't letting me go, but because the girls were there, he was going to hold everybody. My mom begged him. And again, my sister's telling me this story not too long ago. And she begged him and begged him. She's crying. And this is in a time when domestic violence wasn't on the minds of people the way it is today. Um... It wasn't as, well, yeah, just as I said, it wasn't on the minds of people back then. So my mother had to work really, 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 really hard at convincing these police, even though she's looking whooped and beat up. And my father at the time was a captain at the San Francisco Fire Department. Yeah, I know, right? You would think 
someone in his position, I mean, the job's about helping people, saving people's lives. So he's telling the police that, you know, my mom just has a bad attitude and, you know, she's just tripping. It's no big deal. And the police were kind of bending toward, you know, believing him. And my mom had to just continuously tell her story over and over. Mind you, she's sitting there beat up, you know, bleeding. And my dad had already shot at her three times. I mean, I can't even imagine what that's like. After several hours, she finally was able to get us. She made her way to the nearest payphone and called my grandparents, her parents. We called them mama and dad. And my father sent her some money and she left with us to San Jose. That was about 44 years ago. I bring that all up and I start there because it took resilience. It took her believing in herself and believing And what she was about to do when she left to go get help. There was no reason for her to believe that we wouldn't be dead when she returned. Thank goodness we weren't. He was barking loud. I don't believe he wanted to hurt us. I believe he wanted to hurt her more. And he was pissed off because she had waited until he finally went to sleep before she was able to escape. He beat her for 48 hours. Every time I think about that, I want to call him up. I want to line him up like a fade on Sunday morning. No haircut. but I can't. So I listened to the story. And that day, as my sister's telling me, I mean, the, the emotions, you know, some of us, when we get mad, the upper lip may start to twitch a little bit. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it was on. And I had to like control myself for the first time in a very long time because I've been doing the work. Like I've been doing the work for so long now to rebuild and rejuvenate and reinvent myself. And so this day that my sister was sharing this with me, man, that stuff was falling and it was falling fast. So The resilience in my mother is the same resilience in myself and my sisters, the same resilience that's in my kids and my grandson and my nieces and my nephews. A lot of you guys out there and women have the same resilience. 
You guys have the same thing. When you live your truth, never feel like you have to defend your truth. Never argue your truth with anyone. Anyone who's rocking with you, who loves you, who respects you, yeah. They will hear you out. Now, my truth and your truth may not be for all to understand. That is fine. We're not here to compare truths. We're here to love all of ourselves as we are, flaws and all. You know, people just say that a lot. I hear that a lot. But I also hear a lot of people not really loving themselves through it all. They'll put on from the, for, for their friends. They'll put on for their family. They'll put on for anyone who they think will fall for the facade or the mask. I've done it. I should know. I was very good at it. Being resilient has me here with you guys. See, I know in the first episode, I just kind of put it out there. And it probably caught some people off guard. Sometimes that's how living your truth works. It catches people off guard. I'm revealing things about myself because that's my choice. That's where I'm at, as I stated before. I make no apologies anymore. Through living my truth, one of the many things that I'm hoping to accomplish is helping someone else live theirs. Through living my truth, I'm hoping to also continue to heal and reinvent and evolve within myself. It's truly about evolving. We must at least desire to be better, have the will to want to be better, whether that be a better son, father, husband, friend, business owner, anything. We all should be aspiring for something like, like that. And not because I say so. Um, I say that because I believe most people, human beings, want to be better people, right? As you age, as you go on in life, as, you, as we get older, right? We want to be better, right? Um, at least I do. So I can't speak for everybody, but I can speak for myself. So I absolutely aspire to be a better human being each and every day. Be sure to always celebrate all of your victories also, because resilience, you know, having it can be hard to understand. And I'll tell you what I mean by that. Resilience to some people looks like a struggle. So they will mistake in their struggle or they'll, res yeah, they'll mistake in their resilience for struggle and not quite understand what's going on during the phase of being in what 
they may call a struggle. I know I've been there. But looking back at so many of my struggles, I also see that I made it through. See that right there? That's resilience. Yeah, I know we may get into things and we may bump our heads against the wall. And in my case, many, 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 many times, I am not going to front. However, I did get it. I get it now. What is that I get, you ask? I get that I am in an evolution. I've been in an evolution. I believe a lot of us are walking in our blessings in the evolution. Sometimes we're just so caught up in wanting what we want now. People are selfish by nature. Like we're just selfish and that's what it is, especially when it comes to physical things. That's what we want out of life. Like we want, you know, uh, that immediate reward that we could touch, feel, see, you know, um, So being resilient, you know, when you're able to make it through a lot of tough times, when you're able to look yourself in the eye, in the mirror, and call yourself out, that's a positive thing. That's the human thing to do. That's the right thing to do. I could have saved so much, like... Oh my gosh, I could have saved myself a lot of drama, a lot of problems. Had I just done that, own it, walk away, take a walk, call it what you want. But no, I wanted to prove my point, control the narrative perhaps, stick my chest out, raise my voice, you know, Act like a like a Neanderthal. You know what I'm saying? And that wasn't the play either. But we go through what this thing called life. And as you go through it, there's going to be experiences. My experiences, they've led me down some wrong roads, some long roads, some dark halls. Only for me to make it out the other side. Resilience. Some of us look at resilience as, well, a cop out. I'll tell you what I mean. Sometimes people make it through things, still don't check the box, but they'll make it through things and not be able to check the box and they'll blame it. On either being too good at something or they're better than someone else at it, even though they didn't check that box. It's important to recognize what it means to be resilient, because I truly believe that um, a lot of great leaders, they have had to also be resilient, but not just leaders. I mean, everyday people. I think janitors got to be pretty resilient. That's a pretty grimy job. Shout to the janitors. We need y'all. You know what I'm saying? Um, nurses, 
they got to be pretty resilient, right? Especially right now during the pandemic. Shout to the nurses out there, the RNs. Um, in order to be, I think, a teacher right now in this current social climate, you must be resilient. Because the kids, they need y'all. My mother, man, her resilience, I'm so thankful for. Because that has allowed me to really overcome a lot of obstacles. That has allowed me to face a lot of fears. And we all know, you you know, you're not going around a problem. You know what I'm saying? It's not like a car where you can, rock, where you can walk around it. You got to go through your issue. Can't go above it. Got to go through it. And when you do that, I believe you're able to forgive your old self so you can become your new self, a.k.a. living your truth. That's necessary right there. We often find ourselves caught up in life. I'm guilty of it too. Everyday life, things happen, phone, text, email, work, friends, etc. I totally get it. But we got to make sure that we're checking in with ourselves. Like really checking in, like not just kind of checking in, Netflixing on the couch, you know, handing a bag of chips, going to work. That's not what I'm referring to. I'm talking about, and ain't nothing wrong with that, too. If you want to Netflix and chill, that's all love. It's all good. That's fine. I'm referring to self-love, self-awareness, um, self-evolution. You know, um, for me, living my truth is necessary for me. It's allowed me to face the ugliest parts of myself without feeling any shame. And I want that for everybody else. Now, a lot of people, again, they're not going to be running out of the woodworks like, yo, I want to live my truth. Come on. I mean, shoot, some people might. And that would be beautiful. I think that'd be great. I think a lot of people would find themselves enriched in their respected situations or jobs or roles as, you know, educators or teachers or, you know, professionals within, you know, business or the entertainment industry. Um, we all... You know, everyone has a, I said it before, a backstory. You know, some people got skeletons they don't want to let out the closet. They have no intention of ever letting out the closet. I feel for those people right there. Real talk. I feel for those people right there. Because just because you're dying with a lie or you're dying with a secret, that doesn't, I don't think that guarantees you, you know, depending on what your opinion is on the afterlife, I'll just say this. I don't think it guarantees you a spot in line going through the pearlies. I'm going to just say that. <laughs> but that's just my opinion. <laughs> so um, I digress. Uh, making sure to love yourself without feeling any shame is key. And again, that's why I started this podcast. That's one reason, one of the many. Um, I knew that it would have to come from me as far as if I wanted to encourage others, 
they were going to have to see me um, express and share and expose. I mean, let's call it what it is. So um, I can't tell you if living your truth is what's necessary for you, but you can come on the show and find out. And we'll be more than happy to encourage you and support you and be your soundboard and root you on so that perhaps you can reveal something that has been bothering you. Remember, this is a safe space. I don't want anyone to feel weird about coming on here because we talk about all kinds of stuff. You know, I do my best to tie everything down so that everything is connected because life, hey, everything's connected. We're all in here on a rhythm. That's what it is. Life happens on a rhythm and we're all on a vibration. So you want to come on the show? Absolutely. You're more than welcome. Um, remember also, you guys are also witnessing something that's new, raw. Um, I think it's pretty special because there's a lot of thoughts in my head that I've actually never even said out loud. And there's so much more to cover. And so that's why I picked resilience because I'm still here. Life is still really beautiful. And trust, I've had so many reasons to say life is shit if I wanted to live in that space. I've said it before because I've gone through problems like everyone else has gone through problems. We've all said it. You know, F this or F that. You know, we've all said it. We've all stormed out the house, slamming the door or, you know, uh, hopped in our car and hit the highway, you know, and just driving. Don't know where you're going, but you're driving. I feel it. I used to do that all the time. I love driving. Shout to the road warriors out there. Um, because I get it. Sometimes we got to, you know, even though we're not going anywhere when we drive like that, sometimes we just need that time. We need that space to think. And sometimes that looks like the Highway 5. You know what I'm saying? That, that, that's what it looks like for some people. Going through what I'm going through with doing this podcast is such a transparent way for me to live my truth. I feel like it's necessary for me right now. I feel it. I know it is. And I'm okay with that. I'm more than okay with that. Again, I feel like it's necessary. And anything that threatens that <clears throat> is not going to fare well with me. And I'm even trying to change that because I know how I can get when it comes to my like being focused. I could really lock in on something. Um, and that's not always a good thing. Because I have to leave room within myself for others in my life, my wife, my kids, my grandson, my mother, my sisters, my nieces, my nephews, my friends, you know what I'm saying? Like my friends, um, business associates and partners, things like that. So being resilient 
is also a balancing act, especially as we get more mature in life. The more we acquire, the more resilience does resemble a balancing act, you know, taking care of home, you know, taking care of the house, cardinal, you know, all the things that make life move, paying the bills, you know, um, protection and life insurance and medical coverage and, you know, all the things we all probably worry about or don't worry about. Some of us do, some of us don't. Some of us are paying higher premiums than the others. But you guys get what I'm saying. I have to be very aware of my energy right now. I have to be aware of the energy of those around me as I go through this. That's very important and it's very necessary for my growth. As I am peeling back the layers, if you will, and living my truth, there's going to come new feelings, thoughts, some I may may not want to face, but I have to. Because it's all a part of living your truth. It's all a part of loving yourself. It's all a part of being present with self, right? Earlier today, <clears throat> I had to go um, run an errand. And on the way back from running the errand, you know, I'm driving. I consider myself pretty aware and present. I notice a wallet in the street. And you know how you pass by something and you're like, was that, a, was that what I thought it was? So I double back. And then I realized I didn't go far enough. And I'm thinking to myself, what are you doing? You have things to do. But something just kept like, make another U-turn. So I double backed again. This time I went further. And sure enough, it was a wallet. I pulled over to the side of the road, put my hazards on, came, you know, wait till the cars passed, ran and grabbed the wallet. Um, no, there wasn't no cash in the wallet. Y'all crazy. <laughs> uh, and no, I wouldn't have kept it if there was. Because remember, I'm living my truth. And I'm aware of my energy. My energy is very strong. It's always been strong. I've always been more than capable to walk into a room and change the temperature without even saying a word. A lot of y'all know what I'm talking about. You could just walk into a room and the, just change the vibe. Now, it could be for the better or the worse, depending on your mindset, like where your head is at, right? I think some of y'all agree. Y'all feel me. So I find the wallet. I look at the ID. I even went as far as going to the person's home, knocked on the door, rang the doorbell. No one answered. Now, I was going to leave the wallet on the doorstep, but I thought to myself, well, what if the address isn't current? So I decided to make my way back to the house. And on the way, I was like, well, you know what? I'm pretty resourceful. I'm pretty, uh, I've been here before myself, so, um, and I'm resilient, right? That also kicks in, right? So we all know what it's like to have lost something, 
if that something was a wallet, you guys already know how just your mind begins to race. You start wondering, okay, do I have the 1-800 number to my credit card, my debit card? What was in there? You know, um, nowadays I feel like people are more like minimalist, so they're not keeping a whole bunch on them. However, hey, there's still some people who have wallets, a lot of bread on them. People do like cash. Cash is king for some people. So, you know, you, you get where I'm going. So, um, I was for sure that this lady was probably losing her mind. I look at the ID. Um, this Asian lady, shout to my Asian Americans out there. And um, yo, it's the year of the tiger. That's what's up. Happy Lunar New Year, y'all. Um, and, you know, looked through it a little bit, saw that she had a Costco card, Kaiser um, care card, and the rest were like credit cards and like debit cards. So I knew she was rich, rich. <laughs> hey, I was just, and not because she's Asian. Don't go there. That's not what I'm saying. I could tell by the cards how many. And um, I mean, we know what platinum and black means. So I'm just saying. So being the resourceful gentleman that I am, I, um, yeah, got back to the house and went into the studio and said to myself, you know what? Let me call Costco. My cousin Gooch, what up, Gooch? Shout Costco. I called Costco and I gave them the member number that was on the card. I gave them my phone number and my name. And I said, hey, one of your members has lost their wallet. I'm sure they want this back. Give them my name, my number. Have them give me a call, text me, and I'm happy to meet up. So they just stopped by the studio to pick up the wallet a little a little while ago. She didn't speak any English, but her husband was there to translate for her. And, you know, it took her being pretty resilient to get over here, both of them. Because I'm sure that they were panicking before they got the call from Costco. They probably didn't know why they were getting a call from Costco. But that's what comes along with being resilient, with being present, with being alert. It put me in a position to help somebody else. And I say it all the time. You guys have heard it. I'm proud and happy to be of service. I was a selfish person for so long, the majority of my life. Selfish, just selfish. All me, about me, 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 me. That stuff was played all the way out. Now, selfless, I like that much better. It's effortless. I don't try hard at all. I don't even try. It's just... I believe for me, it's a part, it's, it's my mindset. It goes along with living my truth. It's right in line with it. And so when I reveal my truth to you guys, some of you are probably like, man, how is he able to do that? I wonder if he has any regrets. I wonder if he's scared. Scared? I was. Very. After the first episode, I 
I sat back and I was like, dude, what are you doing? Are you sure? There's people, they're going to hear this. Your friends, your family, associates, business partners, they're going to hear this. Your wife, she's going to hear it. Her family, oh. Yeah, none of that was more important or is more important than me living my truth. Doesn't make me selfish. It makes me accountable. It makes me responsible for who I am. I ran from it for so long. Ran from it, man. How long do you think you can actually run from yourself? Last I checked, you were born with you. You've been living with you. You've been residing with you. You've been riding and partying with you. You've been kicking it with you. You've been sleeping with you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So how like there is no outrunning yourself. We all eventually have to face it in some way, shape or form. You may not do it like I, like how I'm doing it. How I'm doing it. I mean, I don't know too many people. Who get a podcast and just start telling their life and living their truth and having it be a blessing and therapeutic and hard. I mean, it's scary, as I stated before. There's some fear there. I think there I think there's always gonna be that, you know, as a performer. I would always get butterflies before I got went on stage. And I would tell myself, the day I stop getting butterflies, I'll probably stop performing. I got butterflies before today's show. I sat for a moment before, you know, I got on the microphone and turned on the show. I just wanted to be still for a second. I just wanted to just be in that moment for a second. I can hear the water in the background from the lake out front. And it's calming. But more importantly, it is a part of me at this moment. We are all connected. Make no mistake of that. I don't care about your ethnicity at all. I'm a black man mixed with Indian and Irish. My grandmother, my mama's mama, got red hair, olive skin. She's like 80% Irish. So we all about inclusion, not exclusion over here. You feel me? I wanted to take a moment in that space before I connected with y'all because I always, and I mean, I always will give you guys all of me. It may take some time to get there because remember, living your truth is a process. This doesn't happen overnight. You don't just wake up and hop into it. I believe it's been happening to me before I came to the podcast. Before I decided to create Living 
your truth with Tavares. I do know that there's been something happening inside of me. I do know that. I feel like I'm pretty aware of who I am, more so now than ever before. I believe before I allowed the ego, super ego, my nasty attitude, my domineering ways, my voice, the raising of my voice, the puffing up and using my size to intimidate people. I mean, even as I share it with y'all, I, 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 I think about that and I'm just like, dude, what were you doing? Like, what was going on? I'll tell you what was going on. I'll tell you exactly what was going on. I was drinking. I was drugging. I was partying my ass off. Still working, still grinding, still making bread, still living. But you can't do that forever. And the more I tried to normalize it, the more... I feel like the worst thing's gotten. They 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 became. And but I was living. And that's what it was. Even with my ex, that's what it was. We would party, you know. I always called it letting my hair down. Anytime I came home on a Friday night and I said that, she knew exactly what time it was. And she was game. You got two people, you know. Rocking with each other, like really rocking with each other. And we did all that together. The drugs, the drinking. My drinking was out of control. Um, so much that there were times where she couldn't even enjoy herself because she was worried about my alcohol intake. Ain't that something? I mean, that's how selfish I could be. Um, and yet I'm here with y'all resilient. When I reflect on the things that I used to do and it's important for all of us, if you can help it, and I know you can, cause you all want to live your truth, right? Right. <laughs> you want to own your part. When you look back and you reflect. Obviously, at the time, that was never the play at the time, because, you know, being selfish, being, you know, I'm on my hype. Uh, it's all about me. You know, money's nothing. The life is nothing. I mean. But it all came at a cost. It all came at a cost. And so. The struggle, again, I mentioned earlier, how the struggle and the being resilient can kind of at many times look like one of the same. And we have to be able to determine which we are in, which way are we going to go? What are we going to pick the struggle or being resilient? If you're going to pick being resilient, then the struggle, well, that's the path that will get you on the road to resilience. 
but we got to overcome the struggle, right? We have to um, meet the struggle head on and go through it. Remember, you can't go around it, can't go over it. Got to go through it. And the struggles that I experienced in that relationship and that she experienced in that relationship. <clears throat> I mean, some of that stuff was just like. It was hard. When it was good, it was good. When it was bad, it was bad. I'm going to be 100 with y'all. 100 million. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not talking about it in a way where it's like, yeah, that's just what it was. Nah, not at all. Because, again, as I reflect on it, I look at it. A lot of it was unnecessary. Didn't even have to happen. But being in the ego, being in the super ego, being drugged up, being drank up, being, you know, feeling myself and doing all that, you know, it had me out here like I was the real Debo. You know what I'm saying? Like I was out here just like, I mean, I was intimidating and just, man, doing a whole lot, doing a whole lot. And so when you're going through all that, and that was a real struggle. The, the, my last relationship, it was a real struggle, definitely toward the end. And it was a struggle for, for so many reasons. Again, we'll talk about that later because I have a topic for that. But for two people who were that in love, what did they say? How's that saying go? I think Drake has a line in his song that says, the hottest love has the coldest end. Yeah, that summed up my last situation. I'll call it my last relationship. I ain't gonna call it a situation. It became a situation toward the end because things got real petty and things got... I told y'all earlier, I had a vengeful streak and um, I wasn't gonna let myself get played. At least that's how I felt about it at that time. If you ask me about that today, how I feel about that and how the way things ended in the last relationship, what I would say to you today. Oh, you mean right now on this podcast? <laughs> OK, um, since we are living our truth. Uh, now, nah, real talk. I would say that I'm still processing all that has happened. I would say that I still am working through some things. We were together for 13 years, the long time. And, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll put it like this because I don't want to give away too much because, like I said, I'm saving that for another episode. I will say that we both gave as good as we got. And I'll leave it right there. We can elaborate on that later. I also know that we both were very and are very resilient. I do know that. Even with all that transpired, I do know that. We both know that and knew that about each other before we even got into our relationship. That's probably one of the things that attracted us to each other. 
living your truth is something that I hope you guys can relate to. I hope that when you hear me speak about these topics and I share parts of my life, the details, I mean, because I'm letting you guys in, right? Like, I'm, you know, I mention names, places, streets, you know, I really want you all to come in and really experience this evolution with me. And not just for you to experience my evolution with me, but for you to experience a self-evolution. For you to look at or hear what I'm saying and then maybe look at yourself or not. And no, I'm not saying that you and I compare or no, that's... I am saying that we are all human beings. I am saying that. I am saying that I believe we all have it in us to not only be better. Yep, you guessed it. Do better too. Mm-hmm. I believe that. I like to also believe that the majority of people absolutely want to be the kind of human being that contributes positively to society. Again, it took me a long time to get here and I'm still going. So this isn't like, you know, this is not a pit stop. It is a road on the way to the best versions of myself. Yesterday's Tavares is not today's Tavares. Shout Big Joe. I love my guy when he says that. Yesterday's prices is not today's prices. I love that. But I also feel that. You know, I'm just being myself. This is truly the most transparent body of work I have ever been a part of, I have ever done. Some of y'all know me through my music. Some of y'all know me from MTV. Some of y'all know me from the club life. Some of y'all know me from high school. Shout Delmar Dons. Shout Branham High School, the Bruins. Um, Lee High School, what up? The Longhorns. Um... I said I moved a lot, didn't I? Yeah, told you. I went to many high schools and middle schools. Shout Morrell Middle School over there on the east side. Shout Martin Murphy Middle School on the south side. Yeah, I told y'all. I told you. But the great thing is, is I made it to the other side and I'm here with y'all right now because I was resilient. Through the drinking, through all the alcohol, it'll be nine years sober. April 25th, no alcohol. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's a real thing. I'm so thankful to be on the other side with y'all. I really am. I know some people thought that I probably would fall off. I haven't had a drink, not one sip. Again, it'll be nine years, April 25th. I don't mess around with that. 
I didn't even drink at my wedding night. We had uh, cranberry and apple cider. <laughs> it's an amazing feeling. And I made it through all the drugs. Some of y'all may wonder, I wonder what kind of drugs he was doing. Powder, cocaine. Did shrooms once. Ecstasy, that was the other one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Days and boy, boy, boy. Did I did I do my part? <laughs> um made it through all that, man. Made it through. You know. You have to look. We all experience life at our own speed. We all walk to the beat of our own drum. Life experiences are necessary. I am not saying it is necessary to go do drugs. That's not what I'm saying. Or I'm not even saying that's necessary to even drink in order to get and have life experiences. I am saying do your best to make the best choices so that you have even better outcomes. Many of us are just worried about what's happening in the moment. So our choices are based on what's happening in the moment, right? Our choices typically are not based on what's happening two weeks from now. Now, I know my planners out there, I know some of y'all are, shout to my planners, I know y'all planners, um, even the planners sometimes fold, right? Even they get double booked. The point is, you're going to have life experiences, absolutely, but do your best to make those choices that yield a better outcome, whether it be for the immediate moment, the near future, or distant future. That's really important. Being resilient has allowed me to be here and to be focused and to be aware and present with you all because you guys and gals deserve that and children because I know there's some kids out there who may find their way to this podcast. And, you know, I do my best to, you know, Look, y'all going to be adults one day. And I think the content on this podcast is appropriate. I do. Um, and if I'm not being appropriate, I'm sure somebody will call me out. Me, right? I'll call myself out. Again, I'm pretty aware right now. So if there are children listening, like, you know, 16 and up, um, I believe that they're probably with a responsible adult. We'll say that. And keep in mind, anyone at any age can be encouraged to live their truth. Shoot, it may even make for a better generation for our, you know, like for my kids, 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 kids. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, we're all about, again, inclusion, not exclusion. I want everyone to definitely do their part in trying to live their truth. Be kind to others and be patient with yourself. 
earlier today, I tell you right now, I was going through something and I can't even really put my finger on it. But have you ever just been annoyed? Like one little thing kind of like altered your schedule and that one little thing kind of snowballed into other things, which completely threw your whole schedule off. It kind of was like that. But I found myself just very, very, very annoyed. And then I had to let go. I had to let it go. Because I was still here and it wasn't that serious. See, that also happens. I still have to work on myself every day. I mean, I just explained it to y'all. But I check in with myself. So be sure to check in with yourself. And if you don't understand how you're feeling, hey, hey, that's okay. It's okay. Many times we just got to feel it through. Sometimes there isn't an immediate answer. And you know what? You must be okay with that. Not because I said so. Because a lot of us can connect to that. I had to be okay with it. My schedule changed. I had to be okay with it because there was no way for me to change it back. I can't make the time go in reverse. So, so what you going to do? Living my truth has allowed me to know when to change my attitude and to do it swiftly. Because if you're anything like me when it comes to that, man, a bad attitude, man. I, I used to, I could let that thing ruin a whole weekend. And I couldn't stand that part of myself. Couldn't stand it. So I work extra hard at being present and aware. And being here with you all. Resilience brought me here and it brought me back. I want to thank everybody for listening. This is Living Your Truth with Tavares. I will see you guys next week. Have a terrific day, evening, and be sure to be patient with yourself, love yourself, be self-aware, self-loving, peace.